Hello, my friend. Welcome back to another episode. This is the podcast of all podcasts. Podcast. Can you say podcast without sounding like pear? Uh, man, it is such great weather in Bangalore. I just love it. It's uh, one of those things which just makes you happy. And I like the weather when it's gloomy, it's a bit windy, it's rainy. And I know people are like, yeah, no, I like the sun. I like the sun as well. Who doesn't like the sun? I'm a being. I'm a cellular structure that likes to vibrate with the solar radiation. None of that shit. No, let's not go down there. Ah, you know what happened? Um, excuse the, the burp. But my uh, wife took our little baby to... Uh, uh, her mother's house not 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 like she ran away she went to her mother's house and I was like oh cool I'm gonna be a bachelor I'm gonna chill I'm gonna rage and I couldn't I, I, not like I'm like oh, oh trying to be all like holy and that but I actually wasn't like yeah I was like mm. the thought of it was yeah I'm gonna do something crazy go out but I was just like yeah you know I'm not saying like oh, I'm one of those hands on stay at home dads kind of thing but I was just like you know what, I, I actually found a nice balance. I can do my own thing at the same time, help out. And it was quite a nice realization, I must say, so myself. But uh, it's one of those strange times, dude. It's uh, everything feels like, I, I keep talking about this episode. I don't, I don't want this episode or any episode to sound like it's a doomsday podcast where I'm just like, shit, we have no future as mankind. But I think a few people need to go about a you know, a good three and a half, four billion. And I'm okay if I'm one of them, but I just feel we need to ease up. Like, think about it. Like if a cafeteria is overpacked, whatever, maybe the best chef, maybe the best food, maybe the best ingredients, whatever going, but you still, you're going to be in someone's armpit. And I think we just are in a, in a, in a world where we're, we're in too many people's armpits. And yeah, you can't live well being in someone's armpit. Yeah, just, yeah, I think we have... And also I feel there are too many armpits in the world, not just people, but armpits specifically. And I mean, armpits like, it's an analogy for, analogy, oh my God, big word, for places. I think we need to get rid of some places, uh, do something with them. I don't know. I'm not going to drop any plans because I don't want to be held accountable later going, oh, something about a plan and some fucking crazy despot takes that plan. Now, I'm not saying my plans are that good, but what what if? There's always a what if, right? I don't get popular for the wrong reasons and become like a celebrity who someone's, Stolen an idea of getting rid of people for. This podcast does not endorse any of that shit. So I'm not going to do any of that. But it sometimes gets a little scary. Like what are we going to do in 50 years with the city you live in or the town you live in or the home you live in? Will you have it? Will you have water? Will you have air? I don't know. So yeah. Do you want to save the planet or just fuck it? Rub on out, be happy, just have another beer. Fuck it, right? It's very easy to think that way. But um, yeah, man, it's it's a very crazy uh, imbalance that we're in. Too much anger, too much money, too much pleasure, too much stimulation, too much information. TMI. We live in a world of TMI, baby. But uh, every other day, someone's getting tased, someone's getting shot, someone's not getting shot, even though they deserve to. So it's just crazy. Yeah. Sometimes you want to just get out of the noise. Uh Yes, please do save it. Thank you very much. But um, yeah, I'm I'm trying to just immerse myself. Not see the problem is if you immerse yourself too much in your own conversation, then you kind of lose the plot. You're like, what the hell? You get too uh, obsessed with your own 
mind and your own thing. I think it's good to have some external influence, but it's also good to manage that external influence and not worry too much about it, right? Like some people are just like, I'm going to argue with him about what's going on in the Ukraine. Like, fuck it. It's not in your control. But, um, you know, I'm going to go into today's conversation with Mr. Frederick Imbo because we speak a lot about what I'm just kind of trying to be expressing and pondering because he's a communications coach he's an actor and he's a he's a human being who i met for the first time on this recording but we really connected on multiple levels about various things i mean we both in some ways are entertainers he's an actor i'm a comedian he's a communications coach i do this podcast and th- beyond that we we kind of um talk about these things that people are facing with this idea of freedom, this idea of selfishness, this idea of looking out versus looking in, and so many more things that I feel you will really connect with. And um, yeah, it was a real pleasure talking to Frederick and getting to know him and uh, share, uh, hearing about his experiences, his stories, and his opinions. So I'm sure you and I'm sure you can find someone who you can share this with because I'm sure it'll benefit them as well. Uh, as always, I really appreciate you being here on this podcast week in, week out. I will come back with another one next week. Till then, enjoy the conversation with Mr. Frederick Imbo, only here on the Soapy Rao Show. Till next time, goodbye, God bless. Take care of yourselves. Catch you on the other side. Eh, see, messed it up there. Catch you on the other side. Cheers. Mr. Frederick Imbo, welcome to the Soapy Rao Show. How are you this morning for you? Good morning, Sandeep. I'm really good. I feel energetic. I feel happy, joyful. So I'm totally yours. I'm happy to to be your guest in your show. Fantastic. You know, it's really good to hear that. I think it's Monday morning. So when you say words like happy and content, it's good because most people are <laughs> kicking and screaming, going, yeah, I have to go back to work. So it's good. So... Mm. Um, How do you spend your typical Monday morning or typical morning or typical start of the week? Uh, And maybe you can tell people where you are and how you spend your time. Hmm. I'm in Belgium, Europe, Mm -hmm. and I normally wake up and I do some sports exercises. Mm -hmm. Afterwards, I grab my coffee and normally there is a workshop or a presentation I will be, I'm giving them that, Mm -hmm. that day. Um, now it's July and it's August, so now there is a summertime. There is not that much of um, um, outside activities for me outside of my house. I mean, then mm-hmm. so I uh, I work in July and August mostly from home, and I prepare new stuff or I check a bit new texts and uh, things like that. So the thing is, uh, you know, I haven't been fortunate enough to travel to Belgium, but you know, you hear things. Uh, of course, two three things that. Uh, your country or your people are popular for and of course some of that is beer and chocolate and coffee and but I, I want to get past that and understand because right now I think across Europe there's a big wave I mean various things happening right with the war in Ukraine there are people mm-hmm. turning inward there are um, like with immigration in Europe there are a lot of people turning inward so Europe typically from what I know at least from what I've heard from people I've met it w- was a lot more accepting and was a lot more kind of 
while it was a collection of countries which are so diverse and different and people have different languages and cultures, food is so different, it almost feels like now people are, correct me if I'm wrong, but it almost feels like people are closing borders and trying to look at themselves and kind of highlight their national identity, their national pride. And you have all these various uh, undercurrents which are taking shape. So what is the kind of, the, the I think the climate, I think one is the physical climate because there's also a heat wave running through Europe right now. But what is the sentiment right now around you? Because you also mentioned before the conversation that you live in the Flemish part of Belgium. But mm-hmm. what is the, the sort of mentality of, you want to call it, the vibe of the people around you and in your country? It's it's quite hard to generalize, of course, because mm-hmm. I think that the polarities all over the world, whatever the polarity is, mm-hmm. grows. So in this case, we were talking about being very uh, solidar and uh, accepting new people, welcoming them, um, being generous, being uh, helpful to, to welcome other people. And on the other side, there is a fear of people who do not want newcomers to let in or... Mm. Uh, yeah, what will they bring with us, with them, and 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 what will they do? And uh, people are afraid. Sometimes I think it's a, it's it's a general feeling that everyone once in his life has yeah. to protect yourself against new and especially uh, strange things. People are afraid of of everything that is strange, the unknown. So in this case. Um, I just heard on the radio this morning in the in the news that uh, in a center where people from Ukraine arrive here in Belgium, normally they just are there for let's say one, two, max three days, mm-hmm. and then they they have access to a house or a family that will welcome them. Well, very typical in the beginning of the crisis, so many families were happy and willing to accept those Ukrainian families. Now, I heard in the news that people have sometimes to stay there for days and weeks because apparently no one is willing to take them in their house. So this shows very easily that, of course, in the beginning, a lot of people are willing to accept um, and to help people, Mm -hmm. but to a certain extent. I think that it has to do with needs, which yeah. is a very important word in, in my life, also as a coach. Yeah. It has to do with needs. So on the one hand, people are willing to help each other and to contribute to, be, uh, to, contribute to solidarity. Mm. On the other hand, people are afraid to, to have to give too much or at least to think that if they would give more than they would like to give, they would be in jeopardy themselves. So it's a balance, of course, yeah. between giving, wanting to be there for some other people, and on the other hand, being afraid to keep what you want to keep and to protect what is yours and your possessions. Yeah. And No, it's very and, fair, and, you know, because I can sit yeah. here asking you this question and, you know, someone like um, in Europe is like, oh, yeah, but you must understand in India it's hard and I can und- I, I, you probably empathize. But, you know, while I do, I understand that India is a lot larger when it comes to many things, when it comes to the population, when it comes to disparity. Mm -hmm. We have much more severe uh, issues in some sense. But I'm sitting here talking to you and I, in many ways, 
I'm, I can distance myself from the problem, right? Because I don't have to wake up in the morning thinking about where I'm going to get my next meal. I, I'm mm-hmm. not going to worry about my house mm-hmm. falling apart because mm-hmm. I think we, in every country, um, whether it's a, you know, a European country, a Western country, which is developed or a developing country, or I think there are populations, of course, the percentages change, but there are people who are in some way not affected by a lot of the problems. And I mm-hmm. feel there are some people who are constantly being thrown under the bus because of some other people's mm-hmm. bad decisions, right? And usually that's mm-hmm. people in the lower segment of the population when it comes exactly. to uh, socioeconomic uh, disadvantage. But Europe, or I don't want to generalize, as I said, I don't want to generalize Belgium as one large, or one person or 10 people. Of But there's, there's always been a sense that Europe, compared to America, or compared to some other countries, uh, the, the, the countries in Europe have a little bit more of a balance, whether it's with taxation, whether it's more um, more care provided for um, the people across the board when it comes to education, healthcare. There is some semblance that everyone, irrespective of how much they earn, will get a basic access to dignified mm-hmm. life. And is that still uh, prevalent? And if that is the case, how did that shape your mindset because i want to talk about what you do but i want to also get people listening right now mm-hmm. to understand what how a sort of environment or how a society can shape a person's perspective again i think it's really very individual mm-hmm. but i think that for every belgian it's so normal To, to trust the fact that they will always be supported. Mm. So when they are ill, they get a financial compensation because they don't have a salary. Mm. Um, when they don't have work, they also get a kind of uh, uh, some, some money to, to, yeah, to however be able to still live. Yeah, and that's wonderful. Of course, that's that's. I'm very proud to live in a country where we can help and support each other. Yeah, that's. At amazing. the same yeah. time, everything that you get becomes one day normal, mm-hmm. and for so many Belgians, um, it's it's normal that they get it and that they even think or even they believe I have the right. And I mm. think when, when we look at the world in a more bright perspective, a larger perspective, yeah. I think that's a disease of so many countries and so of, the, of this now today's culture. Let's have a look at Corona. Corona is everywhere in the world. Yeah. Hey, I, I, don't want to, I don't want to stay at home. Yeah. I want to go out. Because I have the right to go out. You hear mm. it so many people say, and I think we, we should not judge other people. Let's have a look at ourselves. Yeah, uh, I'm, I, I, I have that a tendency as well to feel quite selfish and to, mm. to look at reality in, out of a, a, um, a selfish perspective and to think, mm. hey, but what, what is the impact on me? If you look, for example, I will not say that I would will, I will love to live in uh, China, But if you look at uh, the culture in China, the government says, listen, everyone stays at home right now. And yeah. of course, people don't like it either, but they obey. Mm. What, I, what I try to say is that in our country, it, it became so normal that everyone is supported and put in the middle of the, uh, of the attention that people claim that right 
everyone should take into account my needs. Mm. And of course, that's a very big pitfall. If you're always spoiled to get what you want, mm. to, to be sure that you will have uh, no financial problems, that you get supported by how... Um, but you, you really think that you have today's idea is that people have the right to do whatever they want. And mm. that's a very big pitfall. It's, it's a hedonism pitfall. It's believing yeah. that you're entitled to get everything what you want to get. And it's a pitfall. And the that sense I of individualism, right? That the individual exactly. is, yeah. uh, I think that's a value that especially America has faced a hard time with because while, you know, you're, you're, you're talking from everything from wearing masks to vaccines to owning guns when the mm. entire message of the narrative has been like, oh, no, no, what you want, you have the right of the first, the second amendment, whatever it may be. Mm. And then you go, mm. no, no, but you can't own a gun because kids are being shot. They're like, yeah, but it just sounds like hypocrisy. You told me I could do whatever I want. Now you're telling me I can't do whatever I want because you asked me to sit at home, you know? And yeah, in some way, like countries like India and China, which... While, of course, I think India might have some more liberties than China. I don't know. I haven't been. Uh, I think we just have this, I wouldn't say a, a herd mentality, but this we ha we do have this sense of not sticking our heads up above a certain group, right? We mm. don't want to, we do, while it may be a disadvantage, I think like in a lockdown scenario, it did work out. But the disadvantage being that we don't want to go and take too many risks in the in, in the fear of failing and being ostracized by the group. That's that. So I think there's a flip side to both. But mm. do you notice anything different post pandemic opening up? Because as I said, I don't know much. I've never been to your country. And uh, but but what is the nature of the 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 post pandemic beast, if you want to call it? Like, what has it done to people? Has it scared them? Has it made them more united? Uh, what's the kind of sense you get when you look around? I, I think, again, both both senses. On the one hand, it made them more solidar to others uh -huh. and taking into account others thinking about the group on the one hand. But mm -hmm. that is because um, those people were already people who are very focused on the group and right. not on the individual. Yeah. And on the other hand, people who are focused on the individual rights are even more individualists I think um, mm. I was this weekend presenting in Czech Republic mm. on a festival and everyone was just so happy to do again what they want to do so coming close to people not having to wear uh, mouth masks mm. and on the on the one hand of course that's 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 fine it's the true feeling of feeling free again yeah but actually is this real freedom because if your freedom depends on i always want to do whatever i want to do yeah well if you think about it i would i would call this actually the opposite of freedom it's dependency if i want always to do what i ever want to do mm. and i i only want to wear a, m a mouth mask because i want to protect myself well, that's very individual and that's very sad if it, if it comes to what this planet needs. I think we all mm. need yeah. to very consciously say 
And if 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 we need a system for that, that that will help us because I personally believe we should be helped by the government. Um, I think we we should all take in a bit what our freedom um, would say as uh, enjoying and benefiting of wor of the world and our life. I think we should give in a bit more of what the individual uh, preferences is to think a bit more about the bigger the bigger context. So you're, you're, you're I, basically, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, what you're saying is that this, the freedom is very selfish and very sort of yes. isolated to your needs, your preferences. But yes. what you would like to see is the sense of giving up some of what is so important to you for the larger good. Mm. Or, you know, that's such a strange thing um, that we do. Because on one side, we have all these things like the climate crisis or you have people going with the climate strike and kids mm -hmm. in schools going and demonstrating mm -hmm. against large corporations mm -hmm. that are, are ruining um, our planet. But it just almost feels like, as you said a couple of times over since we started speaking, that it's there's always two sides to it, right? And the two sides are much more contrasting in the conversation today. It's mm -hmm. either I hate immigrants or they're going to live in my house. It's either <laughs> or, you know, there's no middle ground. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, and there's not really a question. I mean, it's just sort of this. I'm trying to understand what uh, scenario we're creating for ourselves because, yeah, I'm sitting here going, okay, I, I, I don't uh, say, for instance, I don't want to take, um, or rather, I don't want to shop on Amazon because I think the way they treat their employees is horrible. I think mm -hmm. that the packaging is not sustainable. I think mm -hmm. the products are made in a sweatshop where labor is being exploited and I think all the stuff that they use for their products is bad plastic which is good so I have three four arguments which prevent me or make me uh, a person who's against Amazon just for example mm -hmm. but I mean is that as an individual being selfish is that me being contributing like because I'm trying to understand like when we need to as you as you as you rightly pointed out there needs to be a mandate, right? It needs to be a collective effort. Like how do, how can say one million people come together and make sure there's no plastic being used in the grocery stores in a town. But then one person who controls such a large corporation go and just undermine all of that. So mm. as I said, I don't, it's not really a question for you, but it's just kind of trying to understand because you live in a much smaller country uh, where mm. people might assume, oh, it might be easier to um, implement certain you know, policies or certain initiatives which are favorable to the environment. But I feel it's such an important point where our freedom itself ends up becoming our own kind of, I wouldn't say our our, our, our stumbling point because we, we kind of have this idea that I deserve something, it's me, it's me. And the moment it's a problem, then it's them, it's them, you know? <laughs> Very true. So yeah, it's it's interesting because you're you're a coach yeah. and you talk to people and you help people through their problems, but yeah, it's maybe. I yeah. really would. I really. Sorry to interrupt you. I really would love. It's 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 a, a total illusion, mm. but I would love there is only one country in the world, and that mm. is the world. It's even yeah. another country, and there is a system that is powered by love. And mm. that is powered by taking each other into account yeah. and by fairness. And on every single form, there is no discussion 
uh, unfairness. Everyone should have the same rights, um, not necessarily exactly the same income, but however, um, we are rich enough on this planet to support mm. everyone and to not have the biggest disasters as we have them right now. And kind of, it, it should not be for me a place where hedonism is uh, the leading culture, mm. but more enjoying life and a society that encourages value-oriented living. Mm. When you do nice. something good for other people, yeah. it's value-oriented. And whatever it, it is, you're doing good can be being very gentle because you're a, just a very radiant and gentle person. For others, it's uh, educating. For others, it's cleaning. For others, it's um, teaching. For everyone, if, every, if everyone was more encouraged to live a valuable life instead of a life where we are focused on getting, receiving, mm. wanting to have more and more and more. I, I really would, oh, of, of course, when I say this, I, I joke about myself, but it's, it's, it's even when it's illusion, when it is an illusion, it is really a dream of me. A dream where we could say sometimes to ourselves, I know I would love now to have 100 or 1,000, but no, five is enough. And why is five enough? Because we want to have five for everyone. And whatever that five is, money, place, um, resources, whatever it is, let's, let's make it organized that everyone has almost as possible the same rights. I mean, that sounds like something which would be really, really um, good for people. But at the same time, we as humans, I feel, don't really always uh, work towards something that's good for us. <laughs> I think we're kind mm. of self-destructive in some way. Yeah, I uh, think so. Because I think what you said makes sense. I mean, you, you, you based on not this system of greed and this self-fulfilling idea that more is better and uh, success and putting down others at the cost uh, or putting the cost of your success is the is, is someone else's failure but uh, i mean do you do you get a sense uh, around you in your community because I, I, as I, as we as we've sort of said a couple of times, we can't really look on a macro level here, right? We can't say Indians in general are, or mm. Belgians in general are more sustainable. Mm. But you you can tell through small pockets, and I think the only way we can kind of look and make any kind of positive impact is by the people we associate with, right? That's the one or mm. two or the five or six people we know, and not on going and trying to reach out to a million people because that just gets harder mm. and the messaging gets more mm. Um, mm. difficult. But from the group you hang out with, because of course you are who you are, is there a sense where people are more um, willing to take a different story and fit their life into it or rather rewrite their story to not resemble the typical 
I'm going to get a job. I'm going to get so much money. I'm going to get a bigger house, a bigger house, a bigger house, have a huge saving, which I can retire and then go on holiday. Is that changing? And you're seeing people more living for the moment, people who are living for doing what they enjoy and not just going into the rat race? I think so. Exactly the last one. Mm. Um, but again, here you, you, you said enjoying and enjoying is again from my perspective there's nothing wrong with enjoying yeah but when the percentage of wanting to enjoy always wins there are there are benefits of course because you're a more gentle person you're more positive person at the same time again here wanting to enjoy always will never live a sustainable happy life mm. Although I do believe that people, to me, it's all about consciousness. Whether mm. your consciousness is developing or not, when you're not developing your, your um, consciousness, I think you are in a trap to always want more and mm. do less. Mm. Receiving more, doing, contributing less. Mm -hmm. And I really think we should be more encouraged and encourage uh, our uh, peers more to think more consciously about themselves. Why am I judging right now? Okay, I'm judging. Yeah, that's right. I'm judging. I'm judging because I'm afraid. And is it is it correct to be afraid? No, it's not really very afraid. It's not really very correct. So, okay, let's let me stop doing this. Hmm. <sighs> it feels it feels as, oh yeah, this is good. And I truly believe that there is a source of good. Some call it God, some call it love, some call it the laws of the universe, but there is some justice in the universe. And I mm -hmm. really believe that we should encourage each other to go for that truth, for that love, for that taking each other into account and try to make yourself a better version. It's mm -hmm. easy. If you go from point A to point B, you always go closer to a possible point or further away from. The same goes with consciousness. If I do say, if I do something, if I say something, if I eat something, do I get closer to growing of consciousness or do I get uh, smaller in consciousness? Mm -hmm. Do I get closer to love or do I get more away from love? Do I mm -hmm. get closer to fear? And I totally believe instead of um, look my new car, look my new uh, uh, house, a ah, new job, or you know what, I presented in Czech Republic and for 2,000 people, whoa, mm. whoa, look at me. Yeah, the answer should be, yeah, okay, but what did you, what did you add? What did you add to the world? What was the value of that? Exactly. Talk to 2,000 well, people, not about exactly. how many selfies exactly. you took after. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's something in, inside of me. I want to stop looking at other people and telling what they should do. I want to look more um, towards myself. I was um, talking to my, with my boyfriend yesterday mm -hmm. and I said it to him, listen, ah, sometimes I, I feel empty and the emptiness is because I put nothing in myself. I was just putting in myself, enjoying and wanting to receive and having fun, which is good every now and then. If you have worked a whole day, you can absolutely lay down in the couch and just wanting to receive something. 
But if it becomes an attitude to always want to receive, it makes you an empty and value, uh, lack of valuable person. And would you would you say this need to receive can be also called this sense the sense of self entitlement? Yeah, right. It's it, it goes all in the same direction. Huh? No, because um, that, that's that the thing. Just to add to your point, sorry for interrupting. Is is that if that's the case, right? People people are in this place where if it's something wrong, they don't want to look within, and they want to sort of blame a situation or a circumstance or other people mm-hmm. but when mm-hmm. it's something right they want it to be theirs when it's something good <laughs> it's there it's it's this weird thing like and and i like what you said when you are heading in a direction you're closer to one point and further away from another point right and and just as an example like if you know i think this enjoying i think is essential right because there's mm-hmm. also within say the idea of spirituality that you have the separation like people are like oh you know i do this school of yoga and the people who do that school of yoga are wrong like mm. you have this this the selfishness or you have yeah. this individual thing yeah. which is everywhere right even uh, when you look at something good you're like oh no i'm a vegan i'm healthier than you you're you're mm. a fruitarian i mean everything mm. is good in mm. itself right but there's this mm. this mindset which we are uh, kind of being swamped by where it's me who's right and if it's wrong it's because it's your problem exactly and and no I, it's I, toxic I, it's toxic yeah because this this uh, i i'd had a person who's a um who, who's a recluse who teaches uh, at a certain uh, school of uh, philosophy and spirituality and he was talking about how we have this, these these kind of habits that make us much more uh connected to the animalistic tendencies in our body which is of course fear and this addiction to food and sex and and this idea of greed which keeps us stuck to this particular thought process where we we unable to look beyond that to this mm-hmm. power you said whether it's the universe mm-hmm. the universal design god or love whatever the mm-hmm. word that you choose to use mm-hmm. and if you think about it like it's 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 very difficult for people and and the reason i'm i'm sort of sort of harping on this point is because you are a coach uh you also spoke very um a few years back about this thing which i want to get into and that's why i want to understand what is this mindset that is more and more prevalent nowadays which is about the, the selfish which is about us because you help people and more importantly you also spoke about this idea but don't think don't take things personally Mm-hmm. um so can you kind of apply what you kind of coach people with but also what you spoke about and kind of uh put this situation in that context mm. again here the dynamic of what we have been spoken up till now mm. is others should try to um others should fulfill my needs yeah and i totally believe even when i sometimes forget it i totally believe that we are responsible always for what we feel and what we need mm. if i feel sad it's not because something happened but it is because i react towards what happened in a sad way that makes me sad Mm. if if i am in in a traffic jam and i'm sad 
I can only be sad because I believe, no, I should have the right to be somewhere. And mm. they, the traffic jam or the cars cannot prevent me from wanting to get what I want. So I will feel sad because I do not accept the reality as reality is. When I say, okay, good, yeah, this happens. Sometimes you get in a traffic jam. I'm responsible for what I feel right now. I can just accept it as well. And how do I accept it? By saying, I'm willing to accept it. Mm. Yes, it's that easy. It sounds that It's simple, not always yeah. simple, but it's that easy. It's, it's saying that, yeah, to yourself, yeah. how do I accept things? Well, by, will, by saying, I'm willing to accept this because I want to be a valuable um, person who wants to fulfill his own needs. So, um, if you believe that other people are responsible for what you feel, that's the animalistic part of you, you were mentioning it, yeah. in, in ourselves. That is our autonomous nerve system that is triggered and that does not feel um, confident with, by what happens. This is a natural thing. We can, even with consciousness, you cannot uh, change this uh, primal thing it's our reptile brain taking over every single moment even in this interview where people are listening to our voices when you ask me a question and i respond and i say something it goes for your system and my system we yeah. think is sandeep doing saying something that gives me the idea of me being welcome in his world mm. and maybe the same goes for you is frederick doing something that is helping me to connect with if the listeners now judge to your voice and my voice does this feel me being welcome or not this is what we do all the time when we are in a shop and the shopkeeper is not that friendly not as friendly as we would love him or her to be we have tendency to take it personally how does it come because our autonomous nerve system is in stress feels ah, i'm not welcome here and apart from saying okay good but what can i do to increase the chance that this person will react in a different manner to me so solution oriented no it's much more easy to take it personally and to be in our ego and to say hey the other one should not react like this i will punish him for mm. this this is what we do. We punish the other person. We try to hurt them in a very subtle way. We will not always lash out. We will sometimes punish someone by giving them a silent treatment. Mm. Okay, if you do like this to me, you get a silent treatment. And it's out of the belief that we should always get what we want. It's our ego. Our ego wants to be right. I want what I want now. Instead of saying, but aren't we being told as well? Like, because I think, can I add words like worth also being attached to welcome, or maybe even yeah. um, expectations that you are entering a situation, um, and these ideas are reinforced by various things that you might be attracted to online, whether it's things you read, people you follow who say these things. So when you are, instead of saying, you know what. The only thing I have is control over what I feel. But instead of going into a scenario with that mindset, we're going, no, this is how it should be. And if it's not, I'm going to go and bitch it out on social media. And people are going to flock to me saying, this guy is so wrong. He's the victim. He, how dare he feel like that? It's a, it, it, do you get the sense that more of that yeah. is happening? Yeah, it, it, it has to do with, with all this feeling mm -hmm. that you always want to be 
that you always want to get what you want to get. It's it's mm. it's it's it's, it's even a pitfall. Okay, always so wanting to get what you want to get is a pitfall for yeah. not getting what you actually need. Being mm. happy. That's actually really uh, interesting because sometimes uh, when we look back, right, whether your life or my life, and I might not have mm. got it, gotten what I wanted. Mm. It in fact worked out because it, it was not what I needed at that point in my life. And I think that's really well said because so many times now when you get everything you want, mm-hmm. the times you don't get it, it may be for a reason, but you're also blind to what you need. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, you the, the, you can't handle rejection, which is so difficult for so many people, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. can I just ask you, uh, before we, I mean, I want you to talk about this idea of rejection and the idea of taking it personally because I think while you might not get what you want, uh, how do you handle what you can't get? Uh, but before that, I want to just ask you this. You know how all these platforms which are almost like yes men, right? Just saying, you're right, you're right, you're right. And you deserve this. And all the, the technology that drives videos that... Um, I mean, either you want to say positive reinforcement or people are like, yeah, you are the best, you're the man, all these things. Um, what What is the benefit? Because it's making people less resilient. It's making people less tolerant. It's making people less, uh, mm-hmm. as you said, the, the thing, you, you're making people more ego-based. Um, yeah. What is the ulterior sort of direction this is heading in? I love so much the idea of the British philosopher Alain de Botton, mm. who has the magnificent school of life. It's in platform. You can receive almost every day wonderful tips, two tips about sustainably becoming happy and developing your consciousness. I Wh- love which platform, his, sorry? Which? The school of life. That's it's his amazing. school of that's his philosophy. Yeah, that's uh, his school. Uh, it's it's of course it's not a real yeah it is a real school but it it's not a real school with uh, students like no, of children. Course it's, it's the it's, it's the, with adults. It's it's the it's a metaphor. But if you would YouTube the school of life, well, mm. believe me, you will you will get in a wonderful English and very well explained, nice explained. Oh, lovely to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I think people listening would like to just check that out after listening to the podcast. I don't have to go right now. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Sorry, but he says, and yeah. this is what inspires me, because it uh, now we 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 both uh, we are bashing a bit on social media, yeah, and people want to be uh, acknowledged all the time and get mm. recognition. And he says, there's of course nothing wrong with wanting to be liked all the time. Yeah, that's no that's no problem at all. It's a human characteristic to one we are social animals we want to be loved taken into account and acknowledged all the time absolutely but there are two buts one of course if you always want to be acknowledged by other people then it might weaken your own capability to acknowledge yourself Hmm. because sometimes we just need to be on our own and be responsible for um, meeting our needs in the most essential sense, sense ourselves. We should mm. sometimes really say, now I don't want that acknowledgement of other people. Now I will decide myself whether I think I did something good or not. Mm. Secondly, 
he says, and this is the, the crucial part, it's not about whether people want to be acknowledged all the time or not. It is about what we acknowledge people. Do we acknowledge people because they have a nice car, because they have a good job, because yeah. they have a better income, because they have so many likes on whatever which platform? Then we get a poor society in terms of values. Mm. But if we had another way of liking each other, you mm. know, I want to give you a like because you are not judging I want to acknowledge you because you really try to take responsibility for your own feelings. Hey, you know what? I want to acknowledge you because you, in silent, without anyone knowing it, cleaned the house. And this is amazing what you did there because you help it um, to be more clean without even me realizing it that you did all this effort. So if we... Alain de Botton says, if we are focused more on acknowledging each other for valuable things instead of for materialistic or egocentric yeah. things, yeah. we might live in a society that is uh, uh, so much more um, valuable in the true sense of the word. Mm. So I, I, do, I do believe that... I love the, the term, that's something I, I don't know where, where, where I read it, but I love the term, I, I would like to compare it with a tree. You yeah. said, you talked about resilience. You have um, the idea of, um, I'm, 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 I'm looking for the words, it's Monday morning, I'm still a bit tired. <laughs> no, that's right. Um, um, oh yeah, I have it here. Voilà. Fragile or anti-fragile. Uh -huh. Are you fragile or are you anti-fragile? Okay. Fragile is like a vase. Yeah. When you are, if you if you touch it, if you deal with it a bit in a too um, violent way, it will break. Yeah. The problem is, the more you take care of not breaking the vase, the more fragile the vase becomes. Mm. And so if you look at a tree, for example, a tree is not fragile. It is the opposite. It is anti-fragile. Because every time the wind blows, the tree, just because of the wind blows, is invited to become stronger and stronger and stronger. Yeah. Its branches under the soil are getting... Um, the roots under the soil, I mean, not the branches, are getting are getting stronger and stronger just because there is such a thing as the wind. Because they've so, been pushed against their, their... Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So setbacks, if you do not take them personally, will even reinforce you instead of making you weaker. If you take things personally and you see it as people are not having the right to treat you in this or this manner, you will become more and more fragile. If, and however, you look at it way. from another perspective, like, okay, this this is a, a moment uh, to mourn about the fact that I do not get what I want and what is the invitation towards myself, again, to fulfill more my needs and to not take it personally, then you get more and more anti-fragile, stronger, because of what happens to you. Mm. Would you... Um, because as a coach, right, uh, can we talk about that? Like as, 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 as mm -hmm. helping people, 
um you know because it's almost like if you uh, go back to your point about being between two places right closer to one farther from the other mm-hmm. if you're mm-hmm. on this path to maybe spiritual awakening or consciousness you might say you know what everything that's happened and this is something which is easier to do in hindsight than look in ahead or look in the moment it's everything that's happened i'm glad it did and it happened for a reason because i am mm-hmm. where i am and what i am and who i am because of those uh instances those experiences those things those rejections that all shaped me even something like anxiety or you're suffering from depression and if you're able to go through get proper help and go through that journey you come out on the other side going you know what i needed that but now when you are sitting with someone who's experiencing various things that are keeping them out of balance they're not feeling their best they're not able to perform mm-hmm. they're not and you tell them these words which i just told you like oh no you have to get through this and there is a certain design which is out there for you and you have to just go about it and live life and not no one's saying sit mm-hmm. under a blanket and wait for the tough times to pass so the sun shines and the good times are by your doorstep but if you tell someone as a coach oh no you have to experience anxiety or depression they're probably not going to appreciate that too much right so how do you um broach issues like uh things not going right or resilience or not being fragile or things like <clears throat> rejection or failure with your clients or with people or with uh, yeah of course i will never advise them to be happy when they are sad mm. or feeling joyful because they have a setback mm. but i can however help them to be more aware of the fact that if they focus on i think in this and this and this way i will feel so thus i will feel this or this or this mm. what we think will provoke what we feel and yeah. if we want to feel more peace we will have to develop and choose consciously for thoughts that will help us to feel peaceful and also taking into account that we are responsible for meeting our needs ourselves mm-hmm. so to me it's a solution oriented way mm-hmm. to look at it from this perspective i accept what i cannot change even when it's hard to accept i say okay i accept that this is hard to accept and all the energy that i did not waste against battling again uh, battling against the things that i could uh, not change i can use now to change what i can change mm. even when i do not have the skill the capability the time the money the energy to try to fulfill this particular need i'm longing for so hard yeah i can do something else that will make that will alleviate alleviate my pain um of not getting what i previously wanted Yeah. So it's always the same. And and sec- and secondly, do we always need to be happy? No. We need to I think I we would have benefit to sometimes say today sucks. Today is only a 1 out of 10 day. Yeah. Today is a stupid day. Okay, I <laughs> yeah. I accept that because my life cannot be filled with only um 100 uh, out of 100 mm-hmm. days. It, yeah. it no. Sometimes it it sucks. and we need to accept that we need to everyone suffers and instead of always 
it's it it if the tree would say no the wind cannot blow now yeah it will never grow stronger the the tree should say okay now it's blowing and oh you know what i was already so tired of the last day where i also had to defend myself and i really had to attach myself to the soil with my um with my uh, uh roots yeah and after all uh, that I someone came and pissed for a on calm me day. Yeah, yeah but okay. Today it's again another stormy, windy day, and I, yeah. I, uh, I will manage it. Yeah, I love I, so much the quote of um, Mother Teresa mm. in India, who said, "I really know that God would not give me any challenge that I could not um, fulfill." But she said. I hope, I hope that actually he had a, a bit less confidence in me, <laughs> which is of course a humorous way to look at it. But that's very that. uh, interesting uh, that we way of looking at it, right? That you, I mean, that's almost like you're surrendering to something larger than you, saying that I everything that's been dealt uh, to mm -hmm. me is been dealt for a reason, and that I have it in mm -hmm. me to handle it. I mean, it may kind of seem that you're relinquishing your destiny but at the same time I think it gives strength right like if mm. you look back you could get over most of it and I mean you got you're of here course. because you got through all of it and the of things course. that you couldn't get through um, helped you on another path right exactly exactly uh, this this is what the um, existentialists said mm. life is actually or Yeah, the freedom that we have is to see what we do with what was given to us. So when there are, and it should not always be uh, huge disasters, but if someone says or does something, actually sometimes it feels hurtful, sometimes it gives us joy. Mm. But in either way, what is the essence of life is what is our response to that? How do we react on that? Yeah. And so I also like the, the play of the word responsibility with some imagination and not taking into account how it is written then. We can look at it from another perspective. It's responsibility. It is the ability to respond to what happens to us. Someone says something, okay, how will I respond Do I have the ability to respond in a loving way or am I responding in a fearful and hostile way? That's the question. That's your answer. Yeah, no, because we kind of are always aspiring to be a better person, right? Or a better version. When we run 10 minutes, we want to run 30 minutes. When we um, exactly. do, um, you know, one job uh, or we get a entry into a company where like I want to be CEO it's always the next step in, instead of mm. instead of as you said instead of looking at what you have and responding to it saying you know what this is the life I have like why why do I have to be like that girl who does um, you know three hours of yoga or why should I be like the the guy who who's got five million YouTube subscribers like we're always being consciously or rather unconsciously pulled in different directions when What you just said is so, I mean, it's just enough, right? <laughs> If you can manage that, uh, wouldn't that just be perfect? Like, or rather just be what it is? 
It is believing when we get that instead of 2,000, we want 3,000. It's believing that this will bring us finally happiness. Or that's all you need. You you might, uh, you as Frederick might need 500. I as Sandeep mm. might need 670. But exactly. I don't need 500. You don't need 670. I think. Exactly. But how do you tell someone that? I'm just sort of playing, playing devil's advocate here. Because... Yeah, it's it's all great, right? I mean, what we've spoken about, I love the idea. A lot of it makes sense because I'm also seeking answers. More importantly, I'm trying to ask the right questions. But hmm. someone right now killing it on Wall Street or killing it as a as a, as a top end athlete, whatever it may be, right? And they're being they're being idolized. They're being sort of held on this pedestal. Everyone wants to be them. Everyone wants to be around them. I mean. And on the other extreme, when we spoke about polarizing views, you have someone who's, you know, shit out of luck. They just have nothing's working. They've been fired because of the job uh, that they had in the pandemic has been let go of. Nothing's working out. They're living in a cost of living crisis where everything's expensive. They have no money to feed their family. So I, I'm giving you two completely di- opposite scenarios. How do we apply any of this to that? Uh, or maybe how, how can you sort of just, can you take people listening through some of maybe a couple of examples of that? I would confront people with the choices they have made so far in their lives Mm. and not even the big, big, big choices, but asking them, what kind of life would you ideally want to live? Okay. Mm. And if we try to copy paste this into or onto the past, did you live your life like this? Yes or no? And to what extent yes and to what extent no? And can you now, looking back to what happened previously in your life, what were the consequences of your choices? And what made you sustainably happy? What made you sustainably proud? Mm. Or um, what worked and what did not work? And why do you think it did not work? Was it because you had bad luck or you didn't persist or you did persist too much? What was it? And so to, to help, we are more intelligent than we think we are. We are the best, we are, everyone here listening to this podcast is the expert of his own life. Mm. Even when they do not know that much about themselves, you have the sources to know more about yourself. So you could take yourself as a science and to look, okay, in that situation, I reflected and reacted like this, did it bring me joy? Well, yes. Hmm. Maybe it's predictable to do to do this again. Or, oh yeah, I I saw that I had two thousand, and suddenly I I thought I wanted to have three thousand, but then I decided not to go for the three thousand because I thought this is a pitfall. It's an ego pitfall. And you know what? At the end of the day, I was so happy that I did not go for the three thousand because I just said. Don't go into the pitfall of the ego. Be happy with the 2,000 you have. <sighs> and there again, there is that alleviation. There is that peace. There is that harmony with yourself. Mm. Some, some people seeking for being happy all the time look at Buddhist uh, monks or people who are on their mats doing yoga all the time and they say, yeah, you meditate, it looks very boring. Uh, uh, and of course, if you look 
from the perspective of always wanting to be joyful and happy, then of course it, it looks very boring. But who says that it should always be so joyful? It can sometimes also be a small river of happiness that goes very slowly from one place to the other and living the life in a more deeper way instead of living the life in a more fast way. Yeah, because it's almost like we are waiting for that 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 beautiful summer day where the river is flowing through <laughs> and it's perfect, it's clean, as opposed to almost realizing that, you know, it's our little stream, which is going to be a part of the river and the ocean one day. And let's just exactly. enjoy oh, it's how beautiful. it's flowing. Yeah. It's going to go over it's a couple so of rocks. Yeah. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Uh, yesterday... We promised to each other, my boyfriend and me, we, first of all, we hope to live together a long life. But we promised to each other so to yeah. read out loud the text um, um, of uh, Gibral, I think it is. Mm -hmm. The text of, yeah, the river is afraid when it comes nearer to the sea. Because the river is afraid to lose himself in that sea. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, when he comes into the sea, he suddenly is aware that... Actually, he became the sea. Yeah. And so to surrender, to give yourself um, over in that bigger, bigger um, part, the bigger, being part of a bigger uh, whole is to me quite crucial to have that same sense of trust and confidence in what comes. And that sort of ties up to what you said at the beginning, right? that we uh, feel that our freedoms are so important, but they almost are selfish and we all have to do our part. And it's almost like if we have 10 streams of water running to the ocean or to the river and nine of mm. those are poison, uh, mm. it's not going to help the river, which eventually is going to be more poison than water and the ocean is going to suffer. But if we all can at least make a little bit of our stream clean exactly. or make it a little bit more sustainable mm. or more pure in some way, it's going to help the ocean, which if you want to go down the path of drawing an analogy, I think it's really... Um, yeah, and now how did you get to this place? Uh, I'm very intrigued because uh, you are an actor as well. And I'm not saying actors are shallow by no means. I don't want to make such statements. But you, mm -hmm. you seem to have ex started asking these questions. And you, I mean, and I think that's something which I'm... The reason I'm asking is because I'm, I'm trying to do the same. Uh, so how mm -hmm. did this path of eventually becoming a coach uh, and this path is seeking the consciousness and the, the whatever the word you choose. Uh, how, how did that begin for you and what sort of shaped that decision? I always wanted to be in the, in the center of the attention as a child, mm -hmm. maybe as a reaction because I did not get or I did not get enough sustainable love or mm -hmm. acceptance. Mm -hmm. Maybe I, I just developed the talent that I already had mm to be humorous, to be creative, to be joyful, to be extroverted. Mm -hmm. And so I developed that um, that talent and mm. I became actor. I did four years of uh, acting school. I in, in Belgium? In various, in Belgium. Right. Yeah. yeah. And what do you do on acting school? Well, you just act and yeah. you play and you play and you play and you play. And no, I watched uh, very, Kaminsky Method, so I know a little bit about that. <laughs> voila. And so teachers are very tough yeah. to say, no, 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 not like this, and so on yeah. and so on and so on. But of course, of course, you want to prove that you are uh, willing to learn and so on. 
then I, when I finished that, I uh, played in some TV series and musicals and so on. Mm -hmm. And to fill the gaps in my uh, in my planning in my agenda, I uh, I did I started to do some simulations as an actor during communication trainings. Mm -hmm. So you had a communication coach with some participants, and the coach taught some techniques to apply. And in order to apply those techniques, they hired an actor. So I could play then your, uh, the, I could play the role of your enduring simulation of your boss or of your colleague who gets on your nerves. And you were, for right. example, trained to, to react in a connective, but however, assertive way to say, no, this is a boundary for me. And mm -hmm. I then, because it was a simulation, it's not real life, I could reflect back, like, if you treat me like this, it, I feel like this. And I was 100% honest about what I felt on the inside, which is something that rarely happens in real life, especially when you're the person is someone who gets on your nerves. Yeah, yeah. No, it must have and given so, you a lot of insight, right? Because you're playing all these of course, obnoxious of course. characters or whatever. Yes. That must be really exactly. cool. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So uh, the art of playing is something that we all know. Some love to play games, some love to play uh, sports, some love to play theater. But playing is something so important. It, yeah. it, 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 it's, 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 it's creating enthusiasm in yourself or something. Yeah. And on top of this, on that, it gave me insight in others, in myself, and I could learn that there are uh, much more other ways of looking at life than towards um, my own eyes. And so I, 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 I saw that the communication trainers with who I worked really could enrich the lives of the people uh, they were working for. And so I decided to become a communication trainer myself. I right. did various uh, trainings, uh, courses to become more and more uh, yeah, experienced in how to help other people. Mm. And uh, the, the biggest, the biggest uh, present, of course, is the, the present to work myself uh, of, of deepening my journey and to become a more loving person, which I am absolutely still not as much as I would like it. I judge much more and I reproach much more every day than I would love. But okay, yeah, I think it's um, fun once in a while. I think uh, yeah. I think I, I know exactly where you're coming from when it you want to be at peace, you want to be more accepting, you want to be more forgiving, mm -hmm. you want to be less judgmental. But I think, I I don't know, I don't have the answers, but I feel mm -hmm. when you need to be there, you'll be there. Yeah, I I, uh, I totally agree. <laughs> I totally agree that uh, we should also stop uh, uh, judging ourselves for judging. Yeah. It's already... <laughs> it's, it's such our a, why is life so complicated, uh, Frederick? Why can't... It <laughs> Because it helps us to become more anti-fragile. Yeah, and that's sometimes true. okay to complain about the fact that it's too complicated. That's totally okay. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. no it's, it's quite, I mean, I haven't had a, a celebrity actor, a, a, a Belgian celebrity on my podcast. And so I'm really honored to have you. And how how is it like the thing? Because we're so caught up, like all celebrities we need to know are from Hollywood or in India, it's Bollywood. But what is it like, like mm. being an actor and, you know, having a following and doing movies or doing, you know, whatever you call them, soap operas, whatever you have over there. Is there a big following for like the local actors and the local talent? 
for actors not not really that mm. uh, th there's not such a thing as big big stars who get followed here everywhere we're a very tiny country mm -hmm. and there are so many actors and no we don't have that idol culture okay um of course people are uh, are having their idols but n not so many belgians have as an idol an actor or because the, the scale here in our country is too small for, uh, if i was uh, the sang the singer of coldplay or if i were uh, um, the president of the United States it's something entirely different but even this even this uh, uh, idolatry it's it's an in, it's a, it's a dangerous thing as well because I was going to come to that up, yeah I was going yeah. can you tell me what you think about that because it's it's can you tell me why you said it's dangerous because I I have a few things but I think we should talk about that before we wind up I uh, Having an idol is a nice thing mm. if it inspires you for living as your authentic self a better and more profound, loving way of who you are. Mm. But if an idol inspires you to become the idol and to start to behave like the idol, while actually it has nothing to do with you, well, it's toxic. It you get veered away from being yourself because in a way you think who I am is wrong. I'm not an interesting person. Um, so you're saying you want to become that person, which as opposed to looking at what strengths yeah. you might have and how the weaknesses yeah. you have are good yeah. for you. You yeah, kind of and, want and, to, and, right, right, right. Yeah, and who has who has a lot of idols well, it are the people who lack confidence in themselves. I don't so know. how would you, in addition to that, right? We live earlier. We had the really big superstars. I think you and I kind of are in the eighties and nineties. We had, yes, you know, we of course had like the actors and they yes. had the musicians, and of course it was a time of mm -hmm. you know rock and U two mm -hmm. and then the Backstreet Boys. I, I don't mean to say yes. uh, this, but we had all these bands, and because there was no internet, it was literally like whoa, we would go crazy. But now with the internet empowering yeah. with these. TikTok and YouTube empowering anyone to become a superstar. You have this new thing of social media influencers. And and now when there are not just a thousand celebrities in a city, but a million, what do you mm. think it does to the mindset of a teenager or someone in their early 20s who still haven't in some way started their journey? Again, dangerous. Mm. Again, dangerous because uh, being a star, even when it is a TikTok star, uh, let's be very honest, it's so superficial. Mm. The world is not getting a more valuable place by TikTok. It's mm. fun to have maybe five minutes per week to watch it, to watch some clips. And if you're popular, uh, that's really cool, but it will not make you a more valuable person. It will only make you a pop, a popular person. Nothing wrong with that, but let's not please, please add value to that because there is no value in it, to me at least. Why, why are people then flocking to it? Because you don't. It's not just filled with idiots who don't know. It's got a lot of smart people on it. Like uh, I'm not saying on it, but I mean I'm just trying to understand because I, I get what you're saying, and I tried. I'm trying to figure out why we are heading more and more in this eight second consumption where it's 
replicating a dance or it's mm. miming a certain lyrics in the way or the style of a certain celebrity or whatever it may be right uh, face swapping or all these mm. things and and it seems like i'm not saying there's a right or a wrong but i'm saying we're, we're flocking more and you are you clearly highlighted there is a certain danger to forsake your identity to become someone else and that's what these things encourage in some sense yeah uh, wh- i mean obviously the why it's, is not so easily answered but what you, yeah i believe that people do that we maybe included because a part of us believes that um if we get recognition acknowledgement from other people we will become valuable ourselves but okay and so of course that will never happen that will exactly, never exactly because ever if you happen. Frederick are on tiktok and yeah you have uh, you you want to get recognized but mm-hmm. by you're not going to get recognized uh by what you're saying now by a heart to heart conversation with someone else but you might get really famous for your rendition of whatever dance is going viral now mm-hmm. <laughs> does that even matter to you like i'm i'm trying to understand because sometimes you're not even getting popular for the thing that you want to get popular for <clears throat> very strange <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a, it's a weird thing i think we should ask psychologists yeah and to to explain even more but it has it it has for sure to do with the ego and the belief that others should acknowledge us and that we believe that if this happens we will feel more valuable and mm. and in of your... course it it it's not the case that it does not bring us any joy yeah no it does bring us any joy yeah. and the pitfall is that we confuse joy with this, which is always short term joy is confused with happiness and confidence and it's not it's the opposite if we were to so you're tell, saying joy is more short lived or happiness is more short lived joy is more short term and happiness is long term oh okay okay yeah joy is is joy is about receiving mm. tell tell me uh, let me ask you um sandeep what what brings you joy what gives you joy um What do you I like, like to eat? Uh, What do you like to I drink? like to I, I like to uh have a good conversation, eat um I don't know, eat, eat something when I feel like eating that, have a few beers and maybe listen to some music. Okay. Let's start can I pick one because you said various things. Let's say joy for Sandeep is listening to music. Yeah, okay. Okay. Give me something that is valuable. What is valuable for you? What makes um, what gives you value? What 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 does what do you think? Well, this nourishes me. This makes me a better person. What gives me value is I think sitting um these conversations um but also on along those lines I think looking within and trying to ask why I do certain things. So, yeah. Reflecting about yourself. Yeah. Okay. So we had enjoying is for sandeep listening to music yeah and asking yourself some questions is more value related yeah now which of the two imagine thinking about yourself for 5 minutes and enjoying music 5 minutes what will be in one month or in even one year 
what will be more sustainable in terms of um, yeah, in terms of being sustainable. The five minutes of music or the I mean, five minutes absolutely of Absolutely, it's going to be the second, right? Because you're you're putting more uh, yeah. thought into your uh, exactly. understanding of yourself. Exactly. Um, but let me finish this thought. When I first asked you what gives you joy, your first reaction was a good conversation. Yeah. And so a good conversation is, to me, the exact middle of enjoying something yeah it's nice i love it because it's it's easy and it connects and on the other hand it's valuable mm. so of course valuable things can also be joyful yeah but I, in some in so many cases joyful things are not valuable so yeah because I if think, you listen to that song without actually listening it's just noise exactly. right so yeah, when you are more yeah. when you are yeah. appreciating your value and you understand uh where you are and you, you just kind of become open as i think that's that's really yeah yeah i know even people who yeah. listen to a song they love the song and because they love the song they skip and search for another song of the same artist <laughs> yeah so they are listening to a song and while they are listening to a song of which yeah. they say this is such a good song yeah they switch to another song because yeah. this shows our addiction to always to have more, 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 more. When we yeah, how, that is if so we true. look on how we scroll on our smartphone, it is the most most poisoned thing possible. In America, there are so many lobbies uh, uh, against the weapon lobby, yeah. uh, against uh, having the weapon. I think it it becomes it would be become a good idea to also have a lobby to have that uh, other weapon which we all have the oh. smartphone yeah, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To, 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 to use it in another way because last days I was a lot of time on social media because I was a bit uh, bored yeah. well pff, it brings me it does not bring me joy it brings me emptiness and the more I no, believe it will, bring, it will bring me joy the deeper it will put me in, uh, in emptiness no that is so true uh, it's it's it's, it's sometimes you're almost like scary like oh my god i'm looking at my phone again but now at now frederick thanks so much for pointing out this thing because i mean there is such a lot of talk out there and how to be happier and how to be thing but mm. i think you broke it down uh in a really lovely way so i think thanks so much uh for everyone listening and on uh, you know i think especially from me for joining me today and uh, sharing your story and your mm -hmm. perspective and taking the time to do this. It was a pleasure. It was, um, it was an interesting meeting. I, w I was not really the fullest my best today. I was not, I was no, I, mourning several times that I could not find the words. Uh, no, you I'm, were great. I'm a bit Honestly tired speaking. maybe. No, you're great. I, I think. But the joyful thing is that we had a nice connection, and I want to thank you for your uh, questions, and I want to honor as well your uh, your own path and your development and your way to become a more conscious person. I can truly, truly, truly see that, and I really would love to um, to thank you for that. Yeah. No, I think thank you. I mean, I really appreciate those kind words, but I hope our paths. Uh, intersect again in the near future whether it's in india yeah. or it's in belgium yeah. um and yeah i'm gonna hold you to a stella or toi when i'm in <laughs> belgium 
I just wanted to give you the invitation. You have a lifelong ticket now to come to visit me and to, to stay here. You would be a, a very welcome guest. Thank you, my friend. Likewise, um, I hope to meet you in person soon and do stay in touch and good luck with everything you want to do in your life. Yeah, same goes for you, Sandeep. Thank you so much. Cheers, brother. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you like what you heard, please do check out the other episodes on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. And I would much appreciate it if you could like the video, share it with people who you think might enjoy it. And of course, do subscribe to the channel because it will help me and the podcast grow and reach more people just like you. So thanks again. Appreciate it.